Welcome to episode 98 of the Recovery Show. This episode is brought to you by Michelle and an anonymous donor. They used the donation button on our website. Thank you both for your generous contribution. This episode is for you. We are friends and family members of alcoholics and addicts who have found a path to serenity and happiness. We who live or have lived with a seemingly hopeless problem of addiction understand as perhaps few others can. So much depends on our own attitudes and we believe that changed attitudes can aid recovery. You wonder how much to reveal about your situation? Are you afraid someone will out you? Do you have idols in the program? We'll address these questions and more as we talk about Tradition 12. Anonymity is a spiritual foundation of all our traditions, ever reminding us to place principles above personalities. Before we begin, we would like to state that so we at the recovery show may be in a 12-step program We represent ourselves rather than the program. During this show, we will share our own experience as they relate to the topic of Tradition 12. The opinions expressed here are strictly those of the person who gave them. Take what you like and leave the rest. We hope that you will find something in our sharing that speaks to your life. My name is Ruth and I will be your host today. With me is co-host Spencer. How are you today, Spencer? Hey, I'm doing pretty well, and it looks like we're going to have a sunny day here, which is rare this time of year, so that's even better. Yeah, you are lucky. <laughs> It's cold here too. I noticed that we have often similar climate, uh, only some degree uh, difference, and uh, no, not much sun here. Yeah. yeah, I think you get less sun than we do, <laughs> at least from length of day. The first uh, segment of the, today's episode of the Recovery Show will be our discussion of the topic Tradition 12. Following a short break, we will talk about our lives in recovery, about how we practice this principle in all our affairs. We will follow that with your email or voice contribution and some brief news about the podcast before closing. Spencer, I think we have a reading from Courage to Change about Tradition 12. We do. This is page 20 or January 20th. Anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all our traditions. That's a quote. Anonymity makes it possible to leave not only our surnames, but all the labels and expectations with which we have been burdened outside the Al-Anon rooms. Through our commitment to anonymity, we can put aside what we are and begin to know who we are. As I began to realize how valuable this spiritual principle already was in my life, I understood why it was so important to protect the anonymity of others, including the alcoholic. If I want the benefits the program has to offer, I have an obligation to extend to others the same respect and courtesy that kept me feeling safe, free from labels, and free to be myself. And there's a reminder, it says, in taking my place among the thousands of anonymous individuals who make up the Al-Anon family groups, I know that I never again have to be alone. I won't jeopardize this valuable resource by violating its most fundamental spiritual principle. Yeah, yeah thank you. Maybe um, before we start the discussion, I will um, 
repeats the tradition and also in German because this is kind of our tradition here. We yes, have this year. First, uh, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all our traditions, ever reminding us to place principles above personalities. In German it is, Anonymität ist die geistige Grundlage aller unserer Traditionen, die uns immer daran erinnern soll, Prinzipien über Personen zu stellen. Spencer, um, I think in one of the previous uh, podcast you said it is your favorite tradition. And I'm curious to hear why it is so. <laughs> yeah, put me on the spot here. Um, I did say that. And I think, I think one of the reasons I like this tradition, um, it's sort of like step 12 that it pulls together um, all, of the, all of the things in the program um, in, in, a, in a way. that, And also because this tradition has been very important for me, um, not so much in terms of protecting my own anonymity, but in the way that I have learned um, about other people's anonymity and what that really means to me. And, and I learned some of that in a very hard way, and I'll, I'll probably talk about that a little later. Um, so it's, um, but it, it, and the principles above personalities is a, is it the second part of that tradition. And sometimes we forget that because the first word of the tradition is anonymity. But to understand and to really live this notion that it's not who I hear, who I see, um, it's what they have to say and how they might be expressing or living the principles of the program when I keep myself open to hearing the program from anybody, regardless of how I might feel about them personally, I'm, I learn a lot more and I grow a lot more. And, and this tradition reminds me of that. So those are some of the reasons that I like it. Mm. Yeah, I totally agree. For me, um, it comes something in, in my mind while uh, you were talking. It was uh, on a committee meeting. We were talking about new media, internet, Facebook, those things. Mm -hmm. And uh, somebody said, yeah, but um, um, that they don't like this idea so much because people are there so anonymous. And I said, hmm, <laughs> yeah, but that is something, you know, what we use in the program to, uh, to be able to, to share openly and honest. Yeah. And uh, I have experienced something or quite often in the internet in uh, different circumstances that people use anonymity to be able to, to share open. Often, I have to say, anonymity is misused mm -hmm. too. But there's also this other aspect. So um, it is something very, I would say, natural to... Uh, to be able to to gain some more trust also when you know that you are not being putting with putting on a spot with your with your whole life you know and um, it it has a lot of uh, different as aspects anonymity I think and uh, first it is uh, that uh, people don't know 
your name, they don't connect you to a place, to to a job, to, to other people. But it is also, uh, the other thing is that it makes you equal, that, that you have the, the same voice, the same weight, that what you are saying is counting out of itself. I often like to say, uh, for me, um, a reason or something uh, effect or I don't know when somebody says something it have to speak for for itself so I don't look at the person and don't know if he or she is an, an expert or um, what is the exact age if he or she is married have a lot of children or not or whatever you know and that's yeah. um, the idea what what I like uh, so much mm. I had an interesting experience this weekend, actually, with regard to that. Uh, so a friend of mine who um, I know through several different contexts uh, was um, opening uh, a new business. And so announcements went out on social media and to friend groups and so on. And so a bunch of us came there. It was an evening uh, sort of entertainment and and refreshments sort of um, she called it a dry bar so um, sort of like a like a bar you could go there in the evening and have some music and and companionship mm -hmm. but there was no alcohol and so a bunch of people from the program showed up and when I got there it was already I got there I don't know 15 minutes after they opened and it was already pretty crowded and I saw somebody from uh, one of my meetings and we sort of looked at each other and, and, you know, it was, there was this, how do you deal with somebody outside a meeting kind of question, mm. but, mm. Uh, and, and I got the feeling like it would be okay. So I went over and I said, you know, can I join you here? Uh, and this person was sitting with a companion who I had never met. Mm. Uh, and it turns out they live together. They may be married. I don't know. It wasn't said, um, Although the person I know did talk about in-laws, so maybe they are married. Uh, and I realized I was seeing, you know, a different aspect of this person than I see when I see them in meetings. And and like you were saying, that anonymity, we don't know. We don't know where somebody lives. We don't know necessarily if they're in a relationship, married, single, whatever. Um, gay or straight, unless they unless they choose to reveal it, um, unless they they feel that it's somehow relevant to what they're talking about, we don't know, and and it doesn't matter, and that's the principles above personalities part of this too. The anonymity reminds us that we focus on principles, that we focus on our commonalities, and not on um, the sort of irrelevant details of our personal lives that sort of outside the room, those irrelevant details seem so much more important somehow. Mm. Um, that incident uh, reminds me on something similar. Um, I think I, I got it from one of the previous podcasts uh, when I started to listening. How do you deal uh, with people you are meeting outside the program? Yeah. And, uh, you know, from the program, and I have a friend, she's in another program, and um, I went there sometimes and uh, um, didn't join this group anymore, 
but we too, uh, we went home several times and uh, we, we become uh, friends. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes now people are asking us, from whom do you know each other? Right. And that's a dangerous situation. And uh, what we uh, come to say is that, ah, oh, we met from uh, common friends. And then, yeah, we decided that we are both interested in each other and have a lot of common and since then we meet. Wasn't it so? And then, yes, yes. <laughs> and so this is done. So it is... Um, that's a tricky situation because if you are revealing so to other people from where you know this uh, person, uh, then then you're revealing uh, too much. Um, yeah. Yeah, and that's that's a really good answer, actually, as we have common friends because it's true. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I remember back when I cared um, if people knew about me and of course when you're dealing with somebody else, there's, there's the other person to deal with, of course, too. You know, mm. Do they, what do they want to reveal? Um, some friends and I talked about this and, and a number of answers came up and it, it, we probably said this on an earlier episode, but one is, well, we're in a book study group together. True. Um, since so many of our meetings are at church, we could say, well, we met at a church. True. Uh, that one didn't work. Uh, wouldn't have worked for me once when I, I ran into an Al-Anon friend at my own church mm. and mm. and they were sitting with a mutual friend and we said, hi, how are you? And the mutual friend said, oh, how do you two know each other? Um, <laughs> <laughs> and we hadn't thought about it ahead of time, right? What, what we might say. And uh, I don't remember what we said, but there was this moment of awkward sort of us looking at each other and like, mm-hmm. what are we going to say? Mm-hmm. Um, but I like that mutual friends and that might be what we said um, because yeah. it's, it's, and then if the you know the person wants to dig deeper because some people do yeah. say well whoa, who who are you friend you know and then we you know you turn the conversation or something I mean we answered your question yeah. we don't need yeah. to go into those details no no oh, we we said uh, I said uh, I I really can't remember or something like that yep. it's a little bit a lie but you know I think it is uh, excusable. Um, and that uh, this other principle has uh, priority. Yeah, for sure. I want to talk about an experience that really um, made me think and understand about anonymity in general, um, anonymity in the program in particular. Uh, when I, it might, I was in the program a, a year or two, I think, and I had a friend. Um, we were actually uh, in a small group together, a a small study group together. And so I came to know this person uh, reasonably well, and I knew stuff about them that they had maybe not said inside the rooms. And one time we were talking after a meeting and I made some comment about my friend's um, occupation that I think was relevant to the conversation, but turned out afterwards, my friend said, you know, I really wish you hadn't said that. Mm. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. Um, and over the next several months, I did a similar thing a couple more times in different contexts. Um, and I know that I know now that I was acting out of one of my character defects, which is, 
that I want people to like me. And I, and I thought at the time that one of the ways to show that I care about you and therefore you might like me is because I remember things about you. Mm. I, I know things that, you know, uh, you're not just a, 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 an anonymous person to me, uh, in, and it's sort of, well, I, yeah, using that word, that's interesting, but mm. this person was a very private person and, and didn't like that. I was revealing information about them that they were not revealing. And after the, th- I think it was the third incident, they said, I'm sorry, I can't be your friend anymore. Uh, if you're going to keep on doing this. And it took that. It it took that for me to really understand at a more fundamental level that anonymity doesn't just mean we don't share our last name, we don't share where we live, or whatever it is that we don't share, but it also means that each person has their own boundaries, their own limits, and their own choices about what they share. And if I am to really live tradition 12 about anonymity, I have to respect their choices and let them decide what to reveal about themselves. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we were, we were chatting a little bit before the podcast about uh, when, when bad things happen in our lives and how do we take those and, and why, you know, why can't it just be over? And I understand. To, Let it pass. <laughs> you know, to me, that's yeah. a, this is just one of those examples where, um, I needed to be figuratively, you know, beat about the head to, to get it into my skull, what it was I needed to learn. And if, if the program is helping me in any way, one of the ways it's helping me is to make it make me a faster learner uh, so that hopefully I don't have to lose too many more friends to, to uh, uh, really drive home my character defects to me. Anyway, so, so that's, that's, that's my story about, about anonymity and Mm. what I learned um, the hard way. Yeah. For me, it was, uh, you know, when I, uh, tried this uh, as a program too, I, I met their friend, you know, and I, w- I was looking at her and I was wondering if I only could show that I know her. So, you know, to because then maybe people would ask or wonder why we already know each other, mm-hmm. you know. So I'm also um, a little bit, um, uh, yeah, careful with that or what happened and which I really appreciate and uh, enjoy is um, uh, people came to to my home group uh, whom I met on a convention and I was so excited that I said yeah hello and and, uh, I was uh, they have to leave early and I uh, uh, get out of the room after them and I was asking I said sorry was it okay I I was so surprised and um, uh, that I I just uh, yeah ruled that and they said no 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 it's uh, it's okay it's no problem but you know it was not in a bad intention but uh, maybe they didn't have to uh, uh, wanted that revealed where we know each other from even in a meeting you know and um, even so you're having good intentions 
sometimes you need some experience to learn. So, hmm, yeah. yeah, I you know I hadn't thought about that that kind of that question. I think I know that when when I see people in a meeting that I know from outside and I have never seen them in the meeting before, um, I I think I try to be um, quiet about the way in which I approach them. Mm, and mm. since I tend to walk up to newcomers and say welcome anyway, um, you know, it's not different behavior for me, um, whether I know somebody or not. And then they can choose how they want to respond to me. They want to respond mm. to me that in a way that, that shows that they know me or not. Um, I'm not really doing anything different. It's different, though, when I see somebody in a meeting that has been at other meetings and and maybe I got to know them in another meeting and then they show up at, 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 at one they haven't been to before. I think I'm much more likely to, to be a little more demonstrative about welcoming them because... I feel I don't know. It's it, you know they're already in the program, I guess. And and when I see people greeting each other, I mean, I don't really wonder is this because they know each other outside or they know each other in a meeting. So mm-hmm. um, I I reflect back to um, one of my meetings this week and um, fellow who talked about his experience in the program talked about really wondering whether he he qualifies for the program um, because of the, you know, not not any active alcoholism, not any alcoholics in his life currently and, and so on. And um, somebody else shared, you know, when I look at, when I look around the room, I'm not thinking, oh, do you qualify to be here? I'm thinking, what are you thinking of me? <laughs> uh, and, and I and I have I, I I like to keep that in mind that that we're all most of us sitting there saying thinking to ourselves what are the other people thinking of me and not really thinking about about them in that way which is funny it's mm-hmm. our insecurities. Spencer, yeah, do I have any idols? Because some people would you think oh they have so much wisdom or. They they seem so professional, or they are looking so good. They also have to know everything. Mm-hmm. Maybe some of some of the people who are doing some service, you think, or they are they've done all services, and now I listen very close to them because what they say maybe have extra wisdom or so. There there are some people that certainly. Certainly, when I came in, there were there were certain people that I sort of uh, latched onto in the sense of whenever they said something, it, it it sort of had extra wisdom for me or something. Um, and you know, they've been in the program for such a long time, and they know so much stuff, and and so on. Um, and in, I mean, I can't say that that I've had any of my, you know idols, if you will, sort of fall off of their, their pedestal and totally disappointment. But what it, what has happened is that I've come to see they're human too. Mm. And somebody who maybe at most meetings when they share is talking about the, you know, what they've learned and how they live the principles in their life and how, how it's, how, you know, 
I'm not going to say wonderful. I mean, they wouldn't say wonderful. I'll use that word just for slight exaggeration, how wonderful it is. And then one meeting they'll come in and they'll talk about how they're struggling in their life with something and they're taking, they're going to extra meetings because they really need the program right now. And that when I see that, when I see that, it helps me to understand that we are all really in that way the same and just that at any given moment some of us are are struggling more than others and some of us are maybe needing to learn and some of us are able to teach and that and that those roles can flip-flop mm. um, and uh, and sometimes I mean I've had a couple of times where somebody who I had great respect for in the program, really disappointed me in in some aspect of of you know their personal interactions and again i i i know i'm not perfect and i know i've disappointed a lot of people and uh, and i try to i try to take it in that light and to understand that we're all human and we all make mistakes and and that doesn't diminish what i might learn from you mm. um you know, before we get totally off of anonymity, and we're sort of sounds like we're moving into into principles is. and personality. I wanted oh, to okay. talk just a little bit about about the podcast and anonymity again. Hmm. Um, and uh, one of the one of the things that I try to do is is um, when you know you as a listener, um, whether it's you know you Ruth or or you who is listening right now to me, my voice. Um, when you communicate with the show, uh, I want to do my best to protect your anonymity. And, you know, you you should know that if you send me an email, obviously I see your email address. If you make a donation, I will see through PayPal, I will see the name that PayPal knows for you. Um, if you call the voicemail line, I will see your phone number. Um, and I never use that information for anything other than communicating with you unless I get permission, explicit permission to, to use it in some other way. Uh, and I don't think I ever have needed even to ask. So uh, I, I do try to ask um, people and sometimes I, I forget or I don't have time. I do try to ask people before I use their name on the show. Um, and I guess what to turn that around, I would, I would say that if you really, strongly want to be anonymous if you really don't want me to share something on the show because sometimes I just um, I don't manage to to turn around and ask for that permission please tell me and and some people do you know I'll get an email and say hey Spencer this is not for sharing in the show and um, I always um, I mm. always uh, uh, observe that that uh, that request that boundary um, you know and uh, and our anonymous donor today was actually actually sort of perfect that um, one of yes. the people who made a donation in support of the show when I emailed back to say, can I acknowledge you as a sponsor, said, I'd prefer to remain anonymous. Uh, and that just was perfect timing for today's show. Mm. Um, so that's that's what I try to do. Um, and, I, you know, I do the best I can. And, and if I um, accidentally share something that you would prefer that I had not shared, um, let me know. Let me know so I can do better in the future. Um, yeah, that's so. That's that's what I I think what I had to say about about anonymity in the podcast. Other than mm. the things maybe we talked about with tradition eleven and so on. Yeah, 
I was, uh, you know, the, the first time I sent a donation and I was looking on my, my PayPal screen, seeing that I sending my whole information. I was a little bit concerned. I didn't know you so good as I do now. I don't, we never met, but uh, I think we talked a lot. And what I saw is how you handled things in the show. But the first time, really, I, I was looking on the screen and I was saying, do I have to do it? <laughs> Shall I? And uh, I decided to to trust and uh, came out good. I appreciate so, that. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I, w I was thinking of it too, of course. Mm. Yeah. Because and not so much as you as a person, but more this internet thing, you know? Right. And that is also, I think, a different thing with the anonymity in a meeting and in the internet. Because when we are in a meeting, we see the other person and we can look into the face and uh so so you are really present and i would say responsible and there and that's another way of anonymity it's, it's true. easier yeah it's it's two different ways and um then you you can look at the person and and uh, decide easier if uh, i would say if somebody's trustworthy or I, I can't really describe, but I, but I think uh, you know what I mean. I do, I do, and and I guess I hope that the amount of myself that I have shared uh, in the podcast helps to um, engender that trust. Even if you you don't know me personally, you've not seen my face. Um, that um, I do share a lot of personal stuff here. <laughs> And mm. and and I guess I hope that that leads to some level of trust uh, as well. That okay, um, yeah. So we were talking about about idols, about and yeah. and what about the other the other side yes. of that? I mean, mm. people that for some reason, um, let me say they they rub you the wrong way in some mm. in some aspect. Um, I, you know, when it is not that you're putting people on a pedestal, but you don't like them, it, you think they are not getting the program right. What are they doing here? For me, <laughs> I have to say that I uh, sometimes have the thoughts. Mm -hmm. And due to the um, meeting discipline, I have to listen to them. And uh, listening is also a service, I think. And... Uh, uh, for me, uh, the patience I have is, uh, um, yeah, it was always worth it. Because sometimes, you know, you need to listen to a person maybe one year and you think you're, you're hearing the same story again and again and again. But mm -hmm. then if you're, if you're really listening, you can see very small changes. And then you can see how this person is growing. And then you know it is worth it, that everybody has his own uh, speed, <laughs> his own um, yeah speed of progress in, in, in the program. And, uh, and even if not, it teaches me something, you know, yes. uh, paying the same attention to everybody and listening. Mm -hmm. But it is also often that I'm I'm sometimes caught, you know, because I'm I'm 
as a new person, I don't know them, I see them, and I have uh, thoughts, you know, maybe like, uh, I don't know, educated, not educated, or whatever. And yeah. then they surprise me uh, with, uh, with what they say, and I get something out of it. And uh, maybe outside uh, a meeting, I wouldn't have listened to them. You know, I, I yes. would refuse to, to exchange phone numbers, so I never get to know them. But in the meeting, as uh, we are paying the same attention to, um, to every person. Every person has the same rights uh, to, to speak and share, and that's a wonderful opportunity. Yes, it is. Uh, I remember reading um, a blog post on a recovery website that w I think it was titled Who Said That? And the person writing it talked about that in a meeting he went to, there was a person that he just did not like. Um, and that, and I don't remember how this came about exactly, but he decided to, maybe his sponsor suggested, who knows, he decided to close his eyes when he was listening so that he wasn't distracted by seeing the person and he was able to more just listen to the words and realized that this person was saying something that was, um, you know, really important and, and helpful. And, and he had this, this sort of surprise thought in his head, like, wow, who said that? Oh, it's this person that I don't like. Wait. <laughs> um, and and you know I've I have I don't I can't say I've had that exact experience but I have definitely had the experience where there might be a person in in a meeting that most of the time they sort of say the same thing um, and it's not exhibiting a lot of program wisdom it's more in the nature of yeah my life is still the same and it still sucks and I'm getting through it. And after I hear that for several weeks in a row, I start to tune it out. And But then that same person will say something really insightful. And if I had totally tuned them out, I would not have heard what they said. And, and again, that reminds me of, you know, that we all have something to share. We all have a place we're coming from. And that just because you don't always say something, I don't think I always say something amazing. I know I don't always say something amazing. I, what do you mean don't think? Don't I know I don't always say. I rarely say something amazing. Um, I always think that what I have to say is, is hopefully will, you know, speak to somebody else in the room, but, and and I try to focus on the solution rather than the problem, but, Sometimes I get to the end of my share, I'm like, eh, I shouldn't have opened my mouth. Uh, and, and so I have to remember that, that everybody has something to share. And that um, whatever I think of them as a person, um, it's important for me to, to listen to their experience, their strength, their hope. Uh, because I might hear exactly what I need to hear. And if I'm not listening, I won't hear it. Mm. Yeah. How how do you um, deal or how do you use tradition uh, 12 in your personal life? Um, well, I, I can talk about 
how I would like to use it and maybe at yes. times succeed. Um, which is it, it in understanding sort of turning that around, I want to turn that, that concept around that, that even if I don't necessarily like somebody, I can, I can hear what they have to say and I can get something from it. Um, turning it around, it helps me to understand. It helps to remind me that most of the time in whatever the interaction is that I'm having, whether it's at work, um, whether it's at home or with friends, um, it's, it's not about me. And I think it's particularly true at work. And, um, you know, I've been in the same organization for almost 20 years now. And so I have a lot of experience. I have a lot of understanding of, of what we do and why we're doing it. Um, and if I can practice tradition 12 in that part of my life, um, it helps me to not be overbearing, to not say, well, this is the way we do it because this is the way we've done it. And, or this is why we do it because it, it, you know, meets our business needs in this way. And also again, with the listening, um, mm. to, listen to the people who've been there a month or six months or a year because they're just as likely to have good ideas, particularly about something mm. maybe sort of new. They're much less likely to um, say, well, we're going to do it this way because this is the way we've done it in the past. And, and I need to be reminded to listen to that voice and to, take it openly and to have, you know, an honest discussion about particularly about new ideas without bringing in all my baggage about this is the way we've always done it. Mm. Um, and I know I don't always succeed at that. And, and it's also, um, you know, people will come to me and say, well, you know, why are we doing this this way? Or how did we used to do this? And, and so that, that those questions also feed this notion that I know the one true way and, and, you know, Tradition 12 reminds me that I do not know the one true way of anything. And that in most cases, there's not one true way. Uh, there are many true ways, if you will. So that's one of the ways that I can use uh, Tradition 12 in my personal life. Mm. I also think a lot um, of work, of course. And uh, for me, this uh, principle of our personalities I got a colleague, which uh, during the first two days, I, I thought I would never get along with her. And where I thought she's always competing and so on. And I said, yeah, but she may have say a lot of useful things. And she has. And I think that even though it was very hard for me to get over this kind of personality, um, listening to her and uh, smoothen our relationship. And now I wouldn't say that we are very good friends, but we get along very good and it's very helpful for me. And uh, also, uh, what's important for me, it is uh, uh, looking at uh, people as human beings, regardless of the hierarchy and uh, at work. So I have a lot of, a lot of trouble with my, my manager, but I can see uh, the person behind it. Even so, I, I, I think she's mean, <laughs> but uh, I think maybe she's afraid too. 
you know, and uh, doesn't always uh, makes the situation easier for me, but uh, doesn't make me feel like a victim so much. And um, yeah, so this uh, this tradition is yeah principles over personalities. How I want to treat people, I try to treat them regardless of their whatever position or looks or wealthiness or yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, do you have any more thoughts about tradition twelve? Anything else we should talk about? I just, I think, I just want to sort of wrap up with the, uh, you know, what we were saying that. Um, tradition 12 really is about seeing, I mean, seeing people as people, seeing them as separate from me and, and understanding that everybody has something valuable to contribute if I pay attention. Okay. So we were going to close with, um, a reading about sort of the traditions in general because this mm-hmm. is the, the last of our 12 tradition shows uh, that we've been doing over this year. Uh, and uh, so we have a reading uh, also from Courage to Change. This is March 27th. I used to think that living meant surviving from crisis to crisis. I continued to function this way as an adult because it was the only way I knew. Since that time, the Al-Anon Fellowship has become like family to me. Our 12 traditions help me learn how a healthy family group functions. Today, when a problem involving other people arises, I turn to the traditions for guidance. They have made it possible for me to be part of a group that encourages my growth. They have led me to learn to detach, to respect other people's privacy, and to find some release from my need to dominate and control. Because of the 12 traditions, I have discovered that I am an important member of any group in which I take part. I have a sense of my own value as well as my limitations. As a result, I am developing the wisdom to know the difference between what I can change and what I much must accept. Today's reminder, because the traditions are based on spiritual principles, they often apply to personal matters as well as group concerns. When I get tangled up in problems with other people, the traditions can offer guidance and perspective. And I think I'd like to personally add to that um, a saying that I've heard around the rooms, which is that the 12 steps uh, help us to learn to live with ourselves and the 12 traditions help us to learn to live with other people. Mm-hmm. So after a short break, we will continue with our lives in recovery where we talk about how recovery works in our daily lives and in our meetings. And Ruth, you have a musical selection you want to talk about, eh? Yes, Um our first musical selection is uh, from Joan Osborne, One of Us. And I think it was a great hit. Uh, and uh, um, uh, you would know it if you, if you click on, on the link. And I, I choose the um, uh, link from YouTube or maybe uh, you will find from Amazon, I think, um, this uh, from Glee. I like it so much because they they have very different people who are singing this song. Mm-hmm. And one of us is um, about uh, the imagination that uh, it could be God who is one of us, and 
it reminds me uh, that you can meet a person and from their looks or from their behavior, you may think, ah, this is just a tramp or whatever, and, and you don't uh, uh, pay them attention or compassion. And this may be God who, who may test your compassion or would you uh, give you the opportunity to learn some wisdom. So one of the lyrics are, What would you ask if you just had, if you had just one question? So if you have the opportunity to, to know some wisdom you always wanted to know. And other part is, what if God was one of us, just a slob like one of us, just a stranger on the bus trying to make his way home? He's trying to make his way home back to heaven all alone. Yeah, and uh, that song always touches me a lot. In this section of the podcast, we talk about our lives in recovery, what's happening in our meetings and our lives this week. Spencer, what sure. happened in your life? <laughs> what happened in my life? Um, it's been a, a relatively quiet week for me. Um, I did, uh, it was a good meeting on Wednesday, which I talked a little bit about um, earlier. Uh, and sort of the, uh, I think the theme of the sharing after the opening was about, was m more about how do we feel we belong in the program um, and also uh, how the program has helped us deal with maybe problems in loved ones other than alcoholism, because there was some of that as well. And uh, I felt it, it was a really good meeting. Um, and uh, uh, Friday, I talked about going to uh, this uh, new dry bar, which... So there was an article in the newspaper about it opening, and the newspaper is online these days. Um, we and And so they have comments, right? And... As you might imagine, there were, uh, in fact, I think the first maybe four comments were essentially, who the heck would want to go to a bar without alcohol? Why would you have a bar without alcohol? This is ridiculous kind of comments. And, and of course, I put on my, my uh, hat, uh, sort of cynic hat, and said, oh, well, those must be alcoholics. <laughs> Which may or may not be true, but, uh, you know, it was really, it was interesting to me that that the response in sort of my online group, my online community, which includes a number of people in recovery and a number of people who are not, was very much positive. Uh, whereas the response from the, if, if I can say, the general public, uh, as exemplified by the comment thread on the newspaper website, which of course is not really the general public, was was sort of why. But I will say that I went early and, and it was pretty crowded and it stayed busy the time I was there. And, and then apparently uh, I saw a photo somebody posted on Facebook at 10 o'clock in the evening and there was a line out the door. So obviously a lot of people thought this was a pretty neat idea and, and came. So uh, that was, but it was interesting uh, sort of societal uh, observations there. Um, Saturday morning, and 
it has nothing to do with Saturday morning, except that's when I was listening. Excuse me. Um, I was listening to um, the podcast of On Being, which if you haven't checked it out, um, mm-hmm. uh, I, I recommend it. Uh, she explores uh, sort of how spirituality works in in our lives, in people's work and life. And, and each episode is an interview with typically one person, sometimes two, on whatever you know, topic. And she ranges from, from sort of overtly religious topics to physics uh, and mathematics, uh, but always coming at it from this sort of um, more, I would say, spiritual perspective, personal perspective. Um, you know, what does this mean in your life kind of questions rather than, um, you know, what, is this, what does this mean in the world? I don't know. I, I, I'm not expressing it very well. Um, and uh, so this particular episode was an interview with a singer, Carrie Newcomer, who was introduced as being um, a celebrity in Quaker circles, which they had a little bit of a chuckle over because Quakers mm-hmm. are generally seen as such quiet people that... Just try to imagine. Yeah, exactly. Um, but she she said a couple of things. Carrie Newcomer said a couple of things that really struck me. Maybe in the way she said them, but also in the way that they connected to the things that I have come to understand um, in in this program. And at one point, they were talking about um, love and and kindness, and she said this. I think we talk about love a lot and I think love can get really big, you know, like love gets like you almost can't get your arms around it. It's such a big thing, but kindness, kindness is like the country cousin to love. You know, it, it just kind of, it kind of does dishes when no one asked it to. And, you know, I don't know, that just struck me. I I, I love that image that, um, and and to me, it that's also like connects to the sort of unconditional love that we get in the program, where um, we get support from from other people, sometimes without without asking, just because um, we're all there and we understand. Um, and I just loved that that uh, expression. It just kind of it it kind of does dishes when no one asked it to. Mm. And then later on in the show, she was talking about hope. And a lot of her songs actually have hope in them. Uh, so I guess it wasn't surprising they came around to that topic. And I reflected back to um, the way that, that I used to understand hope and the way that I've come to understand it in the program. And, um, you know, we did an episode, I did an episode with um, a couple of people, um, I don't know, six or eight months ago about hope. Uh, and I will put a link in the in the show notes so you can find it more easily. I don't remember the number right now. I should have looked it up ahead of time. Anyway, she was talking about hope. She said, I wanted to write a song that talked about hope, but not in a greeting card kind of way. You know, there's the kind of hope that's like wishful thinking. And then there's like a hope that's kind of gritty. It's like the kind of hope that gets up every morning and chooses to try to make the world just a little kinder place in your own way. And the next morning gets up and does it again. And the next morning gets up and you have been disappointed and you do it again. I wanted to write about the kind of hope that's faithful, the kind that Niebuhr talked about, quote, anything worth doing will probably not be achieved in one lifetime, so we are saved by hope. That kind of hope. And that's a harder kind of hope to live with because it's easier to be cynical. I mean, when you're cynical, you're never disappointed, you know? Um, and that just really resonated with, 
with how I came to understand um, in in my in my own life uh, hope for recovery of my loved one when it seemed like she was never going to find it, but that I still had that kind of hope that. I got up in the morning and I did it. And I got up the next morning and I did it. And it didn't seem to make any difference, but I got up the next morning and I did it. Um, you know, I kept on going and I kept on with that hope. Uh, and so, uh, I, you know, I was, I was driving at the time and I think there were some tears in my eyes. I couldn't exactly, you know, um, mm. react fully because I had to be conscious of my driving. <laughs> But uh, so that that was something that just struck me this week um, that I wanted to share, and I think I'll stop there. Thank you very much, Spencer. That uh, it's really powerful. Thank you. It is um, something came to my mind from it is Germany. We don't um, it with with like and love. It is a little bit different. I would say the relation. I would. uh, we say more often we like you than in English. I say I think when you say I love you or I love something or you know. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I uh, have the feeling that this like is more powerful. It is it is deeper. It's not so excited. It's not so up in the sky on the on the pink clou- uh, clouds. Mm-hmm. But it's mm-hmm. more this dishwashing basis. You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, thank you very much for for sharing, and I I think I will, will look into this uh, other podcast. Okay, my week uh, I had a kind of working meeting, um, and uh, which I had to lead uh, due to my new responsibility as a deputy because um, as as a friend is on holiday, and I was a little bit uh, disappointed there and. Um, so it could be sometimes very hard to to do service in Alanon. I think uh, people are not. <laughs> it is not uh, always uh, um, a good feeling and an agreement. And but I will just take this experience and see uh, what's going to happen. You know, it is uh, sometimes it is uh, people share in a. Not personal way, mm-hmm. but you know, you are meant. Even so, they said, of course, it is not meant personally. But if you are the only zebra in the in the room and they are talking, yeah, maybe zebras shouldn't do this and that, uh, and then afterwards they say, oh, it's not personally meant. You know, we were talking about zebras and uh, just in general. Yeah. And um, and. Uh, yeah. Okay. So I took that and hope that the next <laughs> next one um, is better. And I, I try to um, uh, find the right tradition uh, to to cope with it. You know, what's the best for Alanon? What's good for the community? Uh, and often I just you know push the break button and or the pause button mm-hmm. and say I don't react now. I will take my time and uh, uh, maybe uh, while I do a reading, something uh, appears which which I can use to to deal with this situation. Yeah. Um, yesterday, I uh, know on Friday, um, I had my home group. We had uh, uh, step twelve, and we had a, a newcomer person who was the first time here there, 
which uh, was, uh, of course, uh, not really the right topic. Besides, I thought, yeah, it summarizes, especially in the reading uh, from Passes to Recovery. It summarizes the 12-step, summarizes the, re uh, the reading somewhere there, the, uh, um, the whole program. And if you're looking at, uh, on it from an uh, intellectual basis, you will get something out of it. But, and I had the feeling it was taking very intellectual and something, ah, that's not, nothing special. And I think, you know, Alanon is, when you, I said it before, I, I did the same when I came to Alanon and I said, there's nothing special in it. But it is like, you know, uh, grandma is baking a cake and it tasted delicious. And then you are looking on the recipe and you see, ah, it's nothing special. It's uh, butter and egg and, and, and wheat, I think it's called, and yeast and whatever. And uh, so what is special about? But when, when you bake it and um, it is special, it becomes something special. It is, it is a whole thing. It's a community. It's a meetings. It's Uh, all the different literature, it's it's a different people, it's a sharing, it's a hugs and whatever. So if you're just looking on it, like you're looking on a recipe and saying, uh, that's nothing special. And by the way, the language is so old-fashioned. Hmm. Um, yeah, then you have a hard time. And for me, it brings me back to, to my, my first time where I thought, oh, really have to, do I have to use this word? Aren't there any uh, modern uh, expressions or can't we have more modern uh, uh, 12 steps? Uh, yeah, reminds me on that. And uh, But we can't do more. Then uh, what we did was that we uh, did, in, uh, did some one-step um, one talks, how we came to the program, mm -hmm. what we learned and how is our lives now so that a new person can connect. But then uh, we, we proceeded with our meeting because uh, we don't want to make a role play, but really show who we are. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we will see if uh, he's coming back or not. Uh, yeah, I never know. You don't know. <laughs> well, we, you can't do uh, more than, uh, than reach out and, uh, of course, give him a tel uh, telephone number and, and so on. Exactly. And uh, my personal life is, uh, um, I could say, horrible <laughs> or maybe say difficult at the moment um, because of my uh, work situation. Um, I can't really name it, but it is often uh, my manager is very unfriendly and I get triggered much when people shout at me. And uh, that is, and even so, I know it. I can't help it. I can't control it. Mm -hmm. And so I'm getting nervous. Also, in in a situation when I have the feeling that I'm in a test situation, then I'm also getting nervous. And a lot of these things coming together. And also, um, you know, it makes a lot of my my character defects showing up. You know, sometimes I have a humor people do not understand and they take me serious. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, I used to say, make up my, my opinion, but I don't discuss. What I really meant is that I do not want to convince other people. But of course, yeah, I listen. And 
But yeah, I don't want to convince him, but people take it like, oh, she's not interested. Hmm. And it's right. If if I'm not able to, to show it, um, yeah, then yeah, it's difficult. And the more so, so I'm feeling a little bit like in a quicksand. The more I struggle, the more I got uh, sucked into it. And um, what I've learned in the program is more and more difficult to to practice, you know, letting go and uh, trusting in my higher power and so on. And so sometimes only this too shall pass is uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> is the most uh, helpful phrase for mm-hmm. me. But I also have to acknowledge that it is different. I had been in similar situation. Now I would say they haven't been so worse, but maybe I don't remember. But I do know it is, uh, I don't really feel like a victim. I think um, that uh, sometimes um, things have to be, things have to get very, very obvious and uh, um, and therefore so so painful so that you will be ready to let things go and and finally grow and that's my hope and that brings uh, brings me through the day mm-hmm. and yeah we will see <laughs> what the outcome is yeah. another thing what happened in my life just now is that i'm recording the last tradition podcast and this is very important to me. It is, uh, you know, last year, I I think in March or so, I discovered this podcast and started listening. Then I wrote in and one of you read my email and I was so surprised. I thought you get tons of emails and you wouldn't even notice if somebody is writing in. And then I and I said, oh, if you're really reading my email and reading it out loud in, in the podcast, then, then I have to write something more meaningful, not only hello and thank you. And now, you know, I'm finishing with, uh, um, uh, with recording uh, uh, the last uh, episode of, of the tradition podcast where I... I volunteered to to help you, which um, um, when when I started and you were saying you do not know how to proceed with uh, without uh, Swayze and Kali, and uh, it is easier for you to to record if you if you have a person in front of you to talk to somebody. I said, oh, maybe I can I can do that, and it is also you know if. If you want to have it, you have to give it away, and participation is a is a key to harmony. But mm-hmm. also, it is a wonderful with this Alanon program. If you give something, you get something back. And so I learned so much recording with you, talking with you, doing this, and I got so much that I can only hope somebody else gets something out of my sharing too. And I'm very grateful. I want to express it to you, Spencer. I'm very grateful that you let me participate. And yeah, for the listeners listening. And uh, yeah, maybe if uh, if there's another topic you want to yeah record with me, I'm I'm ready to do that. Um, 
Yeah. Thanks you all. Thank to you all. Well, I'm I'm really grateful that that you stepped up and said yes. I want to I want to do the traditions because for for many people that's a a more difficult topic. Uh, and you know, I've had people say, well, you know, I listen to the podcast, but I don't really listen to the tradition ones. And maybe I should say, I could say to those people, except they're not listening, um, you're really missing something. Uh, but <laughs> maybe I'll say that in another episode, won't I? Uh, I, I yeah, I want to thank you so much for doing it. And, and definitely, um, I would love to be able to continue to, uh, mm. have you participate, uh, in other topics in the coming year. Yeah, be great. You know, sometimes I thought maybe I'm a good example for imperfection, so I can encourage other people. Never mind. I think we're all good examples of imperfection. <laughs> we're not unique in that way. <laughs> okay, so upcoming topics include uh, growth in the program, discovering ourselves and health support versus caretaking. As we approach the end of the year and the start of the new year, what resolution are we thinking about for 2015? We welcome your thoughts. You can join the conversation. Please leave a voicemail or send us an email with your feedback or questions. Spencer, how can people send us feedback? You can call and leave a voicemail at 734-707-8795. Yeah, call right now. 734-707-8795. You can also use the voicemail button on the website to join the conversation from your computer. If you prefer not to use your voice, you can send email to feedback at com. We'd love to hear from you. Share your experience, strength, and hope, or your questions about today's topic of Tradition 12, or any of our upcoming topics. And if you have a topic you'd like us to talk about, let us know. I just want to say uh, actually a couple words about some of those new topic ideas that showed up in the in the uh, in Ruth's reading there, uh, mm-hmm. and those came from uh, some personal podcast listening that I've been doing. Uh, in particular, a couple of of the podcasts that I listen to have been talking about uh, sort of finding out who they really are and what they what their values are and and what they think their mission is and and what they want to be doing with their lives. Uh, one of one of the one of them uh, he titled an episode recently. What do I want to be when I grow up? And I got to say, this is a person who's probably in his thirties or maybe even forties, and and thinking that he has not yet achieved his purpose in life, uh, and and he's not completely sure what it is, but um, he's open to to growing in that direction. And then, and I've heard some other people talking about that sort of thing, and it got me thinking about. Um, not so much what do I want to be when I grow up. I'll be um, 60 in a year, so I think I'm kind of grown up. But uh, how am I living out my values? How am I finding purpose in my life? And, and uh, and of course, since this is a, a Elena podcast, uh, how is the program helping me to answer those questions and to um, find that way of living? So that was sort of my thoughts in, in those topics about growth in the program, discovering ourselves, and also... You know, I'd love to hear um, how you uh, might be thinking about making changes in the coming year. Uh, what we, at least in I don't know in the U.S. called New Year's resolutions, but um, I remember 
it might have been just after my first year in the program. I was at a meeting, and it might have been actually on New Year's Day or New Year's Eve. It wasn't New Year's Eve. It might have been New Year's Day. And I said, I only have one resolution this year, and that's to keep working this program. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd love to hear from you what if you have maybe slightly more focused resolutions. Um, let me know, and, and maybe I'll talk about it. Uh, I will talk about it uh, either towards the end of, of this year or the beginning of next year. All right. We do have a website uh, where you can find out uh, all the information that uh, we share about the show. We have uh, notes for each episode, and those will include links to some of the things we talked about in the episode and uh, also links to the music that uh, we uh, described. You can leave comments there. We have a suggested topic list. Uh, If you are thinking about a particular topic, want to see if we've talked about it, you can look there. And if you see a topic there you'd love to hear us talk about, let let us know, because I always put first priority to suggestions from you. If you'd really like to join the conversation, literally consider being a guest host like Ruth is by phone or Skype or other electronic communication. Email feedback at com if you're interested. We'll take a short break before we are diving into the email back. Our second musical selection available on the website is Ebony and Ivory with Stevie Wonder and Paul McCartney. I think it is also, uh, it was also a great hit. And uh, it speaks to me, the lyrics are, we all know that people are the same wherever you go. There's good and bad in everyone. And we learn to live, we learn to give each other what we need to survive together alive. Ebony and Ivory live together in perfect harmony, side by side on my piano keyboard, oh Lord, why don't we? And for me it is, uh, uh, the keys are, the white keys and the black keys are looking nearly the same, but they, each of one makes a different tone. And you need them all to make the song. Yeah, and that's why I like the song and uh, I think it fits to um, Tradition 12 too. So we had um, a couple of emails and a couple of voicemails this week and I think um, you said you want to read the first one here. Oh, yes. <laughs> I wrote it. Uh, it was uh, in regard to um, uh, uh, the episode uh, with isolation. And it says, Spencer and Harriet, thank you very much for the latest episode. So many things you talked about resonated with me. It is funny how things can get clear, clearer when you look at them from a different angle, like if it's isolation. Last year, I was using the podcast, this podcast too, for, I called it numbing, and which is really isolation, I think, as other things too. But I didn't see that it was isolation during these numbing times too. Um, which I mean, I, yeah, I can call it isolation and uh, now I can, can deal different with it. And I, uh, we talked about um, the meditation app, and I said, Spencer, there's a notifi- notification feature in the meditation app, so it can remind you to meditate. I always click it uh, away. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
And I would like to thank Harriet for her courage and I hope to hear from her again. And that was my email. Thanks, Ruth. I want to say, I think it was Harriet, one of my recent guests, when uh, uh, she wrote to me and said, I felt like I didn't have very much to share because I haven't been in the program very long, but I do have something to say about this topic. And again, you know, as we were saying uh, in our discussion of Tradition 12, I think anybody may have some valuable um, experience, strength, and hope to share, whether you know, you've been in the program a short time or a long time. And I really want to thank Harriet for, for one, suggesting the topic, and, mm. and two, um, you know, stepping up past um, whatever uh, anxieties or fears she might have had about being on the podcast to uh, to do it with me. I want to play a voicemail that came in this week from Anthony. Uh, Anthony was apparently in an airport, as you'll hear um, partway through the recording. You can hear um, some announcements happening in the background. Hi, Spencer. Anthony here. I'm a relatively new listener, and I'm just listening to the uh, the podcast episode on intimacy. And, wow, you've mentioned several topics or comments about your own experience that resonate with me and my relationship. I just wanted to thank you. In particular, it's... Um, how I perceive love and how my wife perceives love and when she asks me to do something, you know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to work my program by doing, doing what's important for me. And gosh, there's so many things that come to mind, uh, detachment, detaching with love and, and, uh, and when you, when you made a statement about, uh, you know, that she's, that your wife might be asking when she asks you to do something that, that you she's asking, you know, do you love me? I was like spot on. Really good. Uh, anyway, it's kind of noisy here waiting for a plane, so I just thought I'd say hi. I've been a new listener and loving what I'm hearing and it's very helpful. Thank you for your service. Talk to you soon. And, and thank you, Anthony, for, uh, for your, uh, your 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 voicemail, um, and uh, I'm I'm glad to hear that uh, I'm I'm not the only one with some of this experience. Um, and and for the courage to to call in and leave a voicemail when you're sitting in an airport. Wow, I don't know if I yeah. would do that. <laughs> so we've got an email. Uh, the subject was hello from the UK. Hi there, Spencer. Thank you so much for all your hard work and service in creating the podcast. I listen to it daily in my car as I'm going through the entire back catalog. I get a lot of serenity and program learning from it. It's so weird to have not met you and your co-host, but it feels like I know you. And it's great to have the consistency of the podcast being available every week. I've been going to Al-Anon for about two and a half years now as an adult child of two alcoholics, and I get so much from it. I find that the podcasts are a great way of topping up in-between meetings, as well as reading my daily reader and seeing my sponsor. More about my story in another email, but for now, thank you so much and keep up the good work. And thanks to Ruth for her great sharing on the traditions and her story, and also to Akila for her great emails. With love from Jason in Elanon in the UK. Again, thank you, Jason. Um, yeah, I'm glad thank that, you. Uh, we're helping. I think about some of the some of the back catalog, and, and sometimes I think you know those first couple of episodes that we did. I should just take them down, but 
On the other no. hand, it's it's you know it shows growth. It shows how how mm. we we have grown and how we've come mm. to understand what we're doing here. So mm. I leave them. I oh, think so too. Mm. Got another voicemail here, um, and uh, sort of a funny story about this one because I was sitting at my desk at work, and this little window popped up on my screen from Google Hangouts said, "You have a phone call from such and such number," and I had previously said to uh, a remote colleague that uh, we might interact through uh, Google Hangouts as we're working together. And so I thought, well, I better answer this because it might be him. And so I I plugged in my my earbuds and I I clicked the answer button and it was not him. Uh, And both me and the caller were surprised uh, that I had answered, I guess. (laughs) And she said, I was expecting to get voicemail. And I said, I have never seen this happen before. And so I didn't know what to do. So I answered it. Uh, maybe you should call back and leave a voicemail. And then I went in and figured out how to uh, how to turn that off so that it, it wouldn't do it again. Uh, Next time you pretend that you are the answering machine. We are happy you are calling. Please leave a message. Beep. Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, so she did call back. Hello, Center and co-host. This is Emily calling, and um, I just finished listening listening to um, the gratitude episode, and it was really great for me to hear today because I've got some stuff going on, and it was a great reminder for me um, that changed attitudes can aid recovery, as we say in Al-Anon. Um, and I think for me, my recovery is a changed attitude, like a really, really huge portion of it, because... For a majority of my Al-Anon program, um, the circumstances with my loved one weren't improving, um, but I was improving because of my changed attitude and because of my new learned tools in the program. Um, so I just wanted to say thank you, Wendy and Spencer, for hosting that. And um, it's just an amazing thing that we have so much power in ourselves to just change the way that we look at a situation and it makes our lives completely different, at least mine. It completely turns things around when I'm able to change my attitude about a situation and maybe realize that I have so much to be grateful for. Um, so I love that about the program, you know, that we say that changed attitudes can aid recovery because for me, like I said, my recovery is is my changed attitude, um, and it helps me immensely. So anyway, thank you guys, and um, I'll, I'll be listening. Thanks, Emily, and uh, sorry for the, uh, the surprise uh, phone answering there. It's always good to hear um, that message about changed mm-hmm. attitudes, and, and I, uh, as you probably have heard, identify very much with the uh, experience of my loved one, um, well, my loved one not changing for the better anyway, but but me uh, finding recovery because of changed attitudes. Ruth, any thoughts about uh, what Emily had to say? Yeah, I think it is great that she uh, called back in again and recorded it because you know it um, it is not only the the host uh, I'm hearing on the show, but also a lot of the emails and. Uh, calls I get out a lot out of it uh, when I listening so this knowledge you know of this worldwide uh, program 
and uh, yeah, so people are sharing uh, the experience, change, and hope. Mm -hmm. And um, I also enjoyed this uh, episode with uh, Wendy and you very much. So I can uh, just agree to Emily. Mm-hmm. And that, as as you as you heard Wendy say, that episode uh, owes a lot to somebody's higher power because um, I actually I was playing um, an online game with her uh, words with friends, and we had some little interchange about the game in the chat room on the game, and and I said, hey, how would you like to be on the podcast again? I'm talking about gratitude and. And it was right at that moment that she really needed to think about gratitude. And so she said, yes. Mm-hmm. How did, you know, how did that happen? I mean, that is just one of those things that I, I can't explain it except as, as somebody's higher power working in our lives. Um, I want to say a little bit about the recording schedule this month, uh, which is a little bit up in the air still. Uh, I'm going to be gone from home for a week around Thanksgiving uh, which will probably impact the recording schedule. I'll probably, um, I may have to skip a week. Uh, we'll we'll see. I may be able to to sneak in an episode uh, before we leave, and then and then get one after we come back. So, just wanted to let you know that uh, there might be an interruption in service uh, coming up uh, towards the end of December. Yeah, thank you for letting us know, because I I also know how much. Um, yeah, or how important it was for me to know it is coming every week. And uh, so if I know that uh, that there's no recording, then I may be just thinking of, of listening to, to an old episode. So. <laughs> and that you are good, that it's not, uh, you know, just happening something yeah. awful. Yeah, it also depends a lot on the weather, which has mm. been crazy, so far been crazy this winter. So we'll see, because we are driving... Um, and we're going to be driving through an area that sometimes gets large, large amounts of snow. And so we may have to adjust our schedule because of that as well. So it doesn't cost you anything to listen to the recovery show. But we do have expenses which run about $60 a month. You can help to support us and keep us on the web and in your ear in a couple of ways. We have a donation button on the website. You can support us directly just like Michelle and an anonymous donor did. We have put together a list of recovery-related books. Click on the books link on the top of the page. If you order one of these books from Amazon to our webpage, we will receive a small commission. In fact, anything you order from Amazon after clicking on the links will help us. It costs you nothing extra and helps to keep us on the air. Thank you for your support in whatever way you give it, including just listening to us. We are here for you. Spencer, I think you have another selection. Yeah, our last song selection is Betty Steiner by Carrie Newcomer. I heard it on that same On mm. Being podcast. And as I was listening, I thought, oh, this is, this is so perfect for the Tradition 12 episode. You can listen to it at therecoveryshow.com slash 98. And, uh, well, let me, let me read some of the lyrics and then I'll talk a little bit. Here we are all in one place, the wants and wounds of the human race. Despair and hope sit face to face when you come in from the cold. 
Let her fill your cup with something kind, eggs and toast like bread and wine. She's heard it all, so she don't mind. You never know who will be your witness. You never know who grants forgiveness. Look to heaven or sit with us. Now, doesn't that sound like an Alan on meaning, except maybe like the eggs and yes. toast and bread and mm-hmm. wine? But it, it, you know, coming in from the cold and sitting together um, with our wants and wounds, despair and hope, sitting face mm-hmm. to face and each getting something from each other. And, it's really touching. And mm-hmm. with Tradition 12, you know, you never know who will be your witness. Mm-hmm. You never know who grants forgiveness. And, I mean, we don't explicitly grant forgiveness to each other, but I think we we can, I sometimes have found forgiveness for myself in hearing other people's experience and recognizing it as mine and recognizing that that I'm not uh, a uniquely terrible person in that mm. way. Uh, and and so I, I love this song uh, for, for that and for the song. It reminds me of the moment when somebody's looking at you and maybe just, you know, um, putting a hand on your shoulder. Or yesterday I, I meet a very old friend and, and her brother, which I didn't see from a long time. And he just hugged me as he did 30 years ago, mm-hmm. you know, and it was it was not much said, but it was there's there's a witness of myself, my suffering, my struggle without even knowing just somebody who is yeah, connecting. Mm-hmm. Mm. Thank you for listening, and please keep coming back. Whatever your problems, there are those among us who have had them too. If you did not talk about a problem you are facing today, feel free to contact us so we can talk about it in a future episode. May understanding, love and peace grow in you one day at a time. <laughs>